Gift Biz Unwrapped, guest episode number 416. Tap into your inner happiness, your inner essence, your soul. You can do that through your skincare practice. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and I'm thrilled that you've joined me here today for an episode meant to bring more beauty and richness into your life. We've covered so many facets of a handmade product business over the course of the years, and today is no exception. We've talked about how to start and grow your business, stories from many of you who have done just that, how to choose and use social media sites, build your website. Oh my gosh, there is just so much information here for you, but not necessarily at your fingertips. So. I've made a tool for you that categorizes by topic the episodes of this podcast, but only the ones that stay relevant over time. Because yes, let's face it, there are past shows that just don't work anymore for us today. The world is changing so fast, right? You can use this tool to zero in on whatever topic you need at the moment. Do you want to hear from others in your specific industry? How about details on Pinterest or setting up an email strategy? You can now easily find the right episodes and create your priority listening roster. Consider this your Gift Biz Resource Center at a glance. It's a Google Sheet, best viewable on your computer versus your phone. Make sure to look on the bottom where there are five separate sections for easy topic reference, kind of like chapters of a book. It makes finding the shows to help you with what you're working on right now so much easier. To access this free resource, go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash topics. Today's show is a special one because it brings two different but connected messages your way. In the first part of our talk, Angela is going to share her startup story. If you have a home based business working out of your bedroom or kitchen, and wonder, realistically, how far can you go with your business? You'll be inspired by what Angela has to share. She's been there and gives valuable hindsight tips into the business journey, including how your past experiences and current trials will enhance your future growth. Also, you'll get an overview of her lover system, a five-step sales process that she teaches her employees, which has been key to their success. Then, as an extra treat, we explore the ancient Korean belief about health and wellness. You're going to get an inside look into self-care tips to enhance your inner and outer beauty, which then shines onto all areas of your life. Skincare practices, meditation techniques, and a special bonus offer, all coming your way right now. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Angela Gia Kim. Angela is the founder of Savor Beauty, a natural skincare and facial spa brand 
inspired by Korean beauty and self-love rituals. She's a former international classic concert pianist. Called the Unexpected Beauty Virtuoso by Mind Body Green, she created her award-winning skincare products in her kitchen, becoming an accidental entrepreneur. I think we can all relate to that. <laughs> this led to a multi-million dollar enterprise around the philosophy of manifesting beauty, brilliance, and balance. Angela has led hundreds of women empowerment workshops, and her Savor Beauty self-care planner has sold over 100,000 copies. A highly recognized skin and self-care expert, her skincare and spas in New York City have been chosen as Best of New York and featured in top publications such as the New York Times, Vogue, Elle, People, and Allure, amongst others. Angela lives in New York with her teen daughter, mini golden retriever, and philanthropic partner. Angela, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sue. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Me too. I can't wait to see what all the good things we get into. <laughs> but before we get started, I'd love to get to know you in a little bit of a different way, a creative way, through a motivational candle. So if you were to dream up a candle that would resonate completely with you, it would probably be sitting on a table right in this room you're in right now. What would your candle look like by color, quote, any descriptions that you'd like to create? Okay. Well, it would be a candle that I could hold in my hands and it would be a creamy rose gold color. And I have this candle that says this saying, and I think it's beautiful because every time I see it, it just really brings home how I want to be. And it's kind of a snarky saying, but I love it. It's don't hate, meditate. <laughs> So it's just a reminder to be peaceful, calm, loving. And there's another saying that says, may my goddess meet your goddess. So it's just being our higher selves and vibrating at a higher level. And for the scent, I would love it to be a little bit of lavender, a little bit of mint, and a little bit of rose. Ooh, I love all that. And no surprise based on skincare and all of that, because those are a lot of what you put in your products as well. Aromatherapy, yes. Because I've been snooping. <laughs> I saw <laughs> what you have there. So I really like this don't hate, meditate. And I've heard it said before, similar thing, like when you are scurrying around and you're just, everything is building one on top of another, on top of another, and you're just getting to this level where you're so tensed up. It, you know how they'll say, just breathe for a second. Just take a step back and breathe, right? And with you, that's why, like the don't hate, meditate, don't get yourself all wrapped up in frustrating, maybe even angry feelings jump back, relate to the person or relate to your inner self and reset. That's exactly what it describes. The trick is we have to remember to do it. Well, I think it's a daily practice and we can get into meditation a little bit later because meditation is a very big word and it's kind of intimidating. And it's something that I actually really did not know how to do, did not want to do until a few years ago. So I've developed a different way of looking at meditation, but we can get into that juicy stuff down the road here. Yeah, in a few minutes. And I definitely want to because I've one who have always believed in the value of meditating and I have tried several times and I just 
haven't been able to do it. Although I've had some tips and clues and I'm better, but I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. But first, I am so curious about what happened in your kitchen way back when (laughs) and what led up to all of that. So will you share with us the whole story? Yeah, I would love to. I was a concert pianist on tour and about to walk out on stage, bought this natural lotion and put it all over my body before one particular concert and started breaking out into hives. I have very sensitive skin. So it was a humiliating experience. After I got off stage, I looked at the list of ingredients and was really surprised to see how many chemical ingredients were in this so-called natural formula. So I did some research, was shocked to find out that out of 55 ingredients in a lot of cosmetic formulas, majority will be chemical fillers and preservatives, things that you don't need for skin nourishment and radiance. So this was a long time ago before organic skincare was even a thing really. So I just went into my kitchen and started doing my own research And like a little baker, I started making my own lotions and potions in my kitchen. And of course, I didn't know what I was doing. And it was just a passion project. So every day I would wake up and in between practicing Mozart and Beethoven, I was experimenting and having so much fun in my kitchen. Actually, I look back on that time and it was a very spiritually healing time because as a pianist, I really wasn't allowed to make a lot of mistakes on stage. You practice for perfection. So this, it was a very private project for myself. And I was in my kitchen just messing up all the time. And there was like literally no consequence for the mistakes and the fails. And I kept doing it like a thousand times, actually, because as a pianist, you're trained to practice a thousand times before it becomes, quote, perfect. So for me, it was fine. I would just get up every morning and I would take a note on what wasn't working and I would improve it the next day. I started racking up a lot of charges on my credit card for this passion project, buying essential oils, lavender essential oils, rose essential oils, mint, like how I described my favorite candle, and shea butter, cocoa butter. And I was doing a lot of research on scientific studies on what ingredients have this anti-aging or skin benefit proven and backed by science. And that's how I really got started first have to tell you that I totally get that perfection situation. I was a violinist. So same thing. I didn't take it to the professional level like you. That wasn't where my interest was. So finally, when I convinced my parents that wasn't the way I wanted to go, I was able to get off of the whole music thing. But I totally get it. Like all of that and how perfect you have to be in practice and practice and practice, especially if you're with an orchestra or there are other people playing with you. Because all the timing and the tone has to be perfect. So I totally, totally get that. And I want to sit on this idea of perfection for a minute with part of your story, because as a professional concert pianist, you're elevated to the best of the best, right? So perfection is drilled into you over and over again. But I think it's something that a lot of people who are listening to us also feel because they're not willing to let themselves try things because what if it doesn't work? Okay, I love that you're asking me this. And I'm thinking you had to at some point change your thinking to allow yourself to test I don't like to say fail here, right? But like, and to come up with a result that wasn't exactly what you wanted. And that was okay because you had to keep going with testing. But how did you adjust your thinking to allow yourself to do that? 
It's a beautiful question. And before I answer it, I just want to zoom out for one second. I think that's beautiful that you were a violinist and you would probably agree with me that a lot of what you learned as a violinist, as a musician, these were transferable skills that probably helped you to become successful at what you're doing today. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. I would like to say that a lot of people, when they start to launch their own passion project or little business or big business, whatever their dreams are, sometimes you don't quite understand why you're in a job or what you're doing in a particular field. And I always tell women, learn as much as you can where you're at, because you will bring forth a lot of transferable skills. Yes, I agree. You think that you're learning X, Y, and Z. You think that this job is giving you these technical skills, but if you really look at it, what it might be teaching you are bigger things like perseverance, people skills, problem solving skills, creativity, determination. These are million dollar valued characteristics that you're building. And so all of that, when I was a pianist, a lot of what I learned as a pianist transferred over, you know, I have a very good and healthy work ethic because I was practicing six to eight to sometimes 13 hours a day. So these transferable skills are very valuable. So I wanted to just point that out because a lot of women struggle when they're thinking about, well, I want to do this. And what does this have to do with that? Someday it will become very clear why you're doing what you're doing presently. Okay, so let's get into this notion of perfection and how that can hold a lot of us back. And I know it held me back very early on because I wanted the perfect thing. But I think because the backdrop upon which I was in my kitchen making these lotions and potions, it was just for fun. And for once, I was allowed to make mistakes. And I told you earlier, it was spiritually healing. I think when you're allowed to quote fail, you're allowed to make mistakes and there's no judgment and there are really no consequences it's fun and play. And that's how I like to look at even building a business, that what a privilege it is that we can build businesses. We live in a country that where it's very easy to launch a business. So if you can think of it more like playfulness, you're learning, you're creating, and you're learning from your mistakes and your failures, it becomes a lighter experience for yourself. And so I have this notion, this little philosophy of prototyping. So you know what a prototype is, right? Mm -hmm. It's a model of what you want. So I always tell women, just prototype your way to success. And prototypes by nature are meant to have mistakes, not to be perfect, to have some imperfections in them. And so if you think for me, for example, the lotions, I said I did a thousand prototypes where I'd make the first lotion that I made was made of olive oil <laughs> and mm -hmm. butter and gross, right? <laughs> I was really excited. I was like, what if I melt this? And oh, that doesn't smell so good. It doesn't feel that great. It's very greasy. I can't play the piano now. That was my first prototype. It's okay. I learned that I don't like that heavy, gross feeling, right? Well, the second one, then it was like, well, what if I added, did a coconut oil? Oh, that smells so much better. I like that. That's my lesson. So every prototype that you're making, oh, the next one, I'd like to add a little bit of lavender essential oils. Oh, that was very strong. And then eventually, you know, I sent it to a chemist to check out when people started buying from me and the chemist helped me to even make that prototype even better. And so even today, I use that prototype example. We have been working on an SPF formula for five years, Sue, five years. And so many fails later, 
And so many disappointments, so many heartbreaks later, finally, we were able to partner with a chemist and a lab that really helped us to create our dream sunscreen that where it's SPF 50 plus, it's a triple threat, it protects, soothes, and brightens the skin. For me, we went through so many fails prototypes to get to this, what I think is a perfect SPF. So I think that's one way to look at perfectionism is to get through it is to prototype your way to success. I love that. That's fabulous. And so I always try to put myself in my mind of everyone who's listening. Yes. And if they were sitting in your shoes at the point where you were just describing, where you're still in the kitchen, and I hear this from people all the time is, well, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know how to make a lotion that's all natural, that's going to be healthy. I'm not familiar with how to do that or with your SPF. How do you even know what ingredients or what you do to make a lotion resistant to the sun and all the things that you need? So I'm thinking there had to be a lot of additional learning resourcing and all of that so that you can talk with such confidence as you do now about your products. Yes. Well, even back then I was always picking up the phone and I didn't have a lot of money. So I would just call chemists and I would be like, well, I will order from you one day, a big order, but I need (laughs) to get through this hurdle. And I need you to like, tell me, okay, so what should the ratio between water and oils be? And then even the first time I was like, I'm going to make it completely hundred percent natural, no preservatives. And then two weeks later, I opened it up and it has mold and fungus. So I remember calling this chemist who helped me so much. She was so sweet. I should really send her a thank you note now, many years later, but she would just tell me, well, you could consider this to preserve it. You need to do this. You need to send it to this lab. You need to do all of this. And she really was my teacher and mentor at the very beginning. And I was doing a lot of research. And so I think in some ways you do need to become lightly obsessed with your passion. I call Mm. passion focused desire. So passion is really just become passionately in love with what you're doing. And it's an everyday thing where you're just discovering, you're learning. And I know you said you don't like the word failure. Nobody really likes the word failure. But if you look at it as lessons learned, it propels you forward. It's actually a very exciting and invigorating journey. This SPF journey was really heartbreaking on so many levels because you asked a lot of good questions. Well, how do you even know what to put in there? And so it starts with a lot of get curious. It's like, well, how do you protect the skin? And what are the best, most, you know, we're natural brands. So what are the best, most natural brand ingredients to use to protect the skin? And so we had to do so many iterations in order to get to it. And then, you know, so many times when we're like, we're launching in 2019. Nope, it's not ready. Nope. We would test it on our estheticians. We have two spas in New York City now, and we would test on our estheticians and they would be like, no, I don't like the scent. I don't like the texture. Or I'd send it to my mom, who was my muse. You know, Savor Beauty was founded on the Korean beauty rituals. And my mom is Korean and she taught me everything I know about beauty. As a young child, I was just watching her massage her face and take care of her skin and cleanse it beautifully. So I would send it to her and she would like this. She wouldn't like that. And so then it would always be going back to the chemist and coming up with new formulas. And then eventually we figured out maybe that chemist was not quite getting it. So we needed to hire another one. And so it's just this ongoing project of prototyping and you need to ask questions and you need to learn from each prototype that you're manifesting. 
back then I was bootstrapping everything. So I had to learn the hard way, which is, oops, that didn't work. Well, why? And you have to do what I did, get on the phone and just beg all these people to give you advice for free. But now we've reached a level of success where we can hire good people and we can really work with them in depth. And we have our holistic chemist and then we have our lab and we've got people that we can lean on now. I loved your story also because I think we always think when we're out reaching and asking for information for free, that people aren't willing to give it, you know, so that restricts us from even picking up the phone or emailing or whatever we would do nowadays, right? But oftentimes when you do stretch out, you find that people are really willing to help. And as you said, with the potential of maybe them working with you when you get to a bigger level. Right. So we can't let our thoughts restrict ourselves from moving forward. It's so easy to do that. And I understand that hesitation because there is a fine line. You don't want to take advantage of someone's generosity. And I would just say you have to vibe it. Some people want to talk. This lady who was a chemist. She was just in Texas and I feel like she was retired and she just wanted to help me. And she gave me hours of her time and she was lovely. And I learned a lot about the whole making of the creams from her. I think also we're very lucky because back then I had to ask my sister at one point, what's Google? Because I was doing all this, not really in the Google time. I mean, Google is within the last 20 years, correct? So I think I was doing, you know, my Sabre Beauty stuff, like very, you know, not 20 years ago. But when I was experimenting, and it wasn't even Saver Beauty, Saver Beauty really came to be in 2017 when we rebranded. But I was making lotions and potions well before that. And so I would have to go to the library and do a lot of research on my own as well. But now we're lucky. We have Google. And we forget how much you can learn just from Google. My husband and I were talking about that over dinner just last night. <laughs> he had something with his computer. And our IT person is like, why don't you Google that? I'm not even sure. And he didn't even think of it. And like within 30 seconds, he had his answer. And you do have to be careful because there is a lot of perhaps non-researched information on Google. You want to get it from a good resource. But you will learn soon enough what is a quality resource and what is not. Right. Okay, so just a little bit more on product development. Okay. And then we're going to move on to some other fun things. At what point were you able to turn this into a business where you're selling your product? How long down the road and what did you do? Okay, let's go way back when. I was pregnant with my daughter. She was five months in my belly. And I decided I was going to give my last concert, close the lid. And then I was like, well, I'm going to take a break from piano. And a couple of my friends were like, I just have a feeling you're not going to come back, Angela. You're going to really take a break. I said, it's just a break. And then when I gave birth to Sienna, my daughter, she just has this creative force in her. And about a month after she was born, I thought to myself, well, I think I'm ready to go back to work. So what I'm going to do is open up a little holiday kiosk at the Bryant Park holiday shops. And so I negotiated with the guy. I think he wanted me to pay $20,000 for a booth. And I was like, what? I don't have that kind of money. And it was the last minute. And I knew he had a few more booths. And I was like, well, you could make a couple of thousand dollars for me, or you could keep it empty. And besides, I make these amazing creams. And I think it's just something that New Yorkers want. So if you've got that empty space, I'm here. I just gave birth. So just call me back. He called me back the day before the holiday park. Oh my. And he's like, I've got a booth for you. And I said, well, I don't have that couple thousand dollars. So could I pay it from what I sell? I don't know why he actually said yes to that, <laughs> but he did. 
And you know how tough these New York landlords are, right? So I don't know, maybe he was taken by the innocence and the audacity of my ask. Well, yeah, or maybe he just wanted to help you. And let's face it, having empty booths at a show doesn't look good either. You know, so just to fill it. Yeah. But Angela, product, a day before it starts, what did you have made and ready to go? Well, I probably had like maybe 30 ready to go. And so I started and I had an assistant at that time. She was helping me like very sporadically. And I just called her and I said, Bridget, do you think you could make creams while I'm down there selling? And she was like, yep, I'm going to help you. So she helped me during the holiday season. And I was breastfeeding. I was pumping. I was everything. (laughs) And don't forget, Sue, here's the thing. I used to be a concert pianist, so I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know anything. I just knew I had a really good cream that people loved. And so that talk about prototyping. I was in the holiday shops and I was learning how to sell. And there were days when people would just reject me and I wasn't used to it because I was used to being a concert pianist and the star of the show. So it was Mm -hmm. very humiliating for me to receive all of these rejections. And then there were a couple $0 days and I would cry with my baby in my arms. I'd be like, oh, Sienna, we didn't make any sales today. I would be so sad. Then I would be like, nope, tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to learn a new thing. And I was prototyping how to sell. And I was watching everyone else around me. And I was like, oh, that's how you make a store look good. Oh, it colors attract people. Oh, so she's doing this to sell. Maybe I should try this to sell. So in a way, everybody around me became my teacher. And I was just looking at them and I was learning and I was absorbing and I was failing over and over again. And I would just say, okay, to make myself feel better. And this is where I talk about transferable skills. You know, I was used to practicing. So I would say as a pianist, I would practice things 10 times in a row to make it perfect. So I said to myself, well, I used to practice 10 to 100 times. I may as well go practice 10 times on how to sell. And then slowly but surely, I noticed, oh, one, two out of 10 people are buying. Okay. And again, as a pianist, I was used to saying to myself, well, why didn't that work? And I would look at why didn't that sale work? Oh, maybe I over-talked. This time I'm going to not talk as much. And I started to observe customers as they would walk into my booth. They would like look to the right, not to the left. So I learned, oh, put the skincare to the right. If I say this, they're going to listen. If I don't, if I ask this question, if I don't, you know, and so I was crafting something and I'm telling you the story because it's very important. What I was doing was I was prototyping something, a formula that I call the lover sales system. And I, to this day, I teach it to all of my estheticians and front desk staff in our spas in New York City. And this is how we are able to be a profitable successful business. Because at the time, during a very down period for me where I was crying myself to sleep sometimes because it was cold. I had a baby, I was hormonal, and I was getting a lot of rejections. During that down time, I was actually practicing prototyping my way to success. And I was learning the lover system. Let me tell you what it stands for. L stands for leadership. I learned that you need to be a leader when you're selling product. You can't just sit there. You do need to invite them to come into your booth invite them to learn about your product. You are the expert. So you are teaching them and you're being the authority. O is objections. I started to listen to their objections and I started to put that into my presentation. People would say, oh, that seems expensive. And I would say, well, a little goes a long way. I don't use chemical fillers in my products. So you use an eighth of what you would use from a drugstore product. So it's actually more cost-effective than a drugstore product. You know, it's concentrated. 
So I was learning like through their rejections, I was saying, oh, these are their objections. Now, what is it that I need to say to learn how to overcome their objections? V stands for value. And I learned this from the lady across the way who was selling a lot of handbags. She was selling them with a story. She would put the handbag on their shoulder and she would say, well, here you go. You could wear this to work and then you can wear it for a date. And then you can take it home and you can put your shoes in there. She would tell them literally a story. That's a value. You're adding value to their lives. So it's like, I always tell my estheticians and front desk staff, we call them self-care ambassadors. Don't try to sell a mom who's busy with two kids throwing macaroni at her while she's driving them to school. Don't try to sell them our five-step system because that's not valuable to her. She needs to know how she can get radiant in one minute and not feel overwhelmed and drained. And how can she feel juicy and radiant in less than a minute? So all you need to do is talk to her, uh, teach her how to use our toning mist with lavender so that she can calm down so that it's soothing her skin and her soul. And then she needs to glow in one second. So why not give her the pumpkin serum that's going to renew her skin and help her to get radiance? and nourish her skin in less than 20 seconds. And that's what a mom needs. That's going to provide value in her life. Now, a woman who's just dating in New York City and wants to look gorgeous, she's going to spend a lot more time on her skin. So you're going to teach her how to do that after she gets out of the shower. And how is she going to look gorgeous and glowing for this hot date that she has tonight? You're going to teach her the value of this truffle face cream and how it's going to give her skin radiance. So that's value. And then E is experience. So they come to our facials for an experience. You want to give them an experience so that they don't feel like you're just selling them something. You're actually giving them an experiential lifestyle. So the more you can do that, and so that's how I eventually developed our facials. New Yorkers come in for an hour of heaven for somebody to lift their face with all these gorgeous smelling aromas from our serums and all of the techniques that we're using for youthful radiance. So that's an experience that women want to have are, and this is probably the most valuable lesson I learned during that time when I was selling in the Bryant Park holiday shops is release. You got to release expectations. You've done your best. You've shared your love and your passion, and it's up to the customer if she wants it or not. None of your business. She will bring it into her life if she wants, and she won't if she doesn't, and she may come back later, release it to the universe. That is such a stress reliever to just think about that. I agree with you that that's one of the most important ones. But all of these have such a huge role in the whole process. I love this lover system that you've shared with us. I think it's fabulous. Thank you so much. And so that is how I started creating this little business from the holiday shops while I was breastfeeding. Oh my gosh. All right. So we've talked a lot about the product and focused on the product and its elements and the evolution and how you've started. And your story of the first show that you did is really significant because it shows that you started small, just like so many people who are listening here started small and what you can grow into as you move forward. But there's a whole nother level of your product that I'd love to uncover and for us to share this with people who are listening as kind of a gift of knowledge over and above the products. First off, everybody, we're going to talk at the end about how you can go and see all of these products that Angela has been referencing. But I know that there's a base of ancient Korean belief with the products that is so much more than the wonderful lotions and toners and serums and all of that. 
So let's talk about that. I wanted to pause this discussion for a second to let you know that I recognize you may be feeling overwhelmed right now. I mean, I bring on great guests who are specialists in their fields, and we get into fabulous conversations that you know can help grow your business. So after the show, you have the full intention of grabbing a download, making an adjustment on your website, or any number of other ideas that arise as a result of this podcast. But what happens? You get back to your other activities and the momentum you once had gets lost. What you've planned to do is forgotten. Then you feel bad because your business is going on as usual without implementing anything that you know would help grow your business. We're just too busy doing all the things, like a robot, moving from one thing to another without thinking. Because we have to. I get it. I've been there. But guess what? There is another way. Since I recognized this exact behavior in my own business, I set out to do something about it. And now, what works for me, I'm sharing with you. I formalized the process, and it's called the Inspired Daily Planner, made specifically for gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. But it's not your ordinary planner. First off, it comes with a video explaining my productivity strategy. Plus, it's not dated, so you can start using your planner the second it arrives at your doorstep. And that's not all. Included for each day is a motivational message or business-building tip and plenty of space to capture and book in time for to-dos, schedule appointments, and all those other ideas that are now getting lost. Think of it as a book and a planner all in one, yet compact enough to carry with you and resource as necessary. It's the perfect solution to truly act and move your business forward. Go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash inspired to get your hard copy planner along with my power of purpose video that will set you on the path for true business growth. This makes a great gift too. So if you have a biz bestie, pick up a planner for them too. That link again is giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash inspired. Okay, let's get back to the show. Okay, well, I call it spiritual skincare and made from natural ingredients. But I think a simple way to connect to your soul is by incorporating spiritual skincare practices into your routine. And so I'll teach you a really fantastic way to do it. But the Korean beauty rituals that I want to tie in for you is that in ancient times, it was believed that your happiness could be seen on your face. And so as far back as AD 918, Korean women were putting shine onto their faces using oils like apricot oil, safflower, and peach oils. And so they were working on their shine even in these ancient times. So I also like to say that you can tap into your inner happiness, your inner essence, your soul, and I call it your personal energy. You can do that through your skincare practice. So my mom always taught me to treat your skin like the most expensive silk on earth. And what I want to teach you right now is how you treat your skin is how you treat your soul. Okay, so one thing that you can do right now, Sue, is you can take your two hands and rub them together vigorously. Okay. Your hands are rubbing together vigorously. 
Now, when you're finished, do you feel some sort of energy in your palms? Yeah, I feel tingling. Tingling. Yeah. Okay. So that's what in the Sanskrit word is called prana. That's your personal energy. And so what you do is you do that right before you're going to wash your face or you're going to massage your face with serums or beauty oils. And then what you'll do is you just take a little bit of your cleansing cream or cleanser, whatever you use, and then you just visualize this white aura, your personal energy, washing your face, right? And then you can take, I always take the Savor Beauty Red Raspberry Serum. It's a nourishing and luscious oil and it makes your skin so silky soft. You feel this like auric energy inside your palms. And imagine that you're layering love and this magic onto your skin. And you're massaging your skin and face with intention, with care, and activating your senses. Like the aromatherapy is drawing you in. And then you feel like the radiance and your personal prana, the energy I just talked about. Mm -hmm. You feel it rise. It's raising your radiance, right? So you can make the skincare routine into a spiritual practice, bringing in more mindfulness. I mean, it can take something that's very mundane as washing your face or putting creams onto your face into something that's meditative, intentional, and joyful. So that's how I like to pull in the ancient Korean beauty practices into your skincare practice as a spiritual skincare. Well, I was just thinking about that because when I'm at the end of the day, a long day, I finally go upstairs and I'm ready to get ready for bed. I have my routines that I go through. And it's like another chore, really. Yes. Brushing my teeth, washing my face, putting on whatever I'm putting on. What you're suggesting is make it into an experience. You're already spending the time, right? We're we're considering that everyone washes their face before bed because I know there are some people who don't do that. So we're just starting with that. But you're already putting in the time to do it. Why not enrich that experience to make it more valuable give all the benefits that you're talking about and enjoy it. Have it be a beautiful experience, right? Yes, beautifully said. And also it is an opportunity to connect with your inner being and to connect with your feminine energy. It's an opportunity for you to just take one moment, one minute for some non-negotiable me time, which is very hard for us to do, especially if you have kids, a significant other or busy life like we all do, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a moment for you to reconnect and think to yourself, I matter. And it's fun, this rubbing of your hands vigorously, and you just feel this pranic energy, this energy, this aura, and it's fun to play with it. It's fun to connect to it. And it's something that fits into your day easily because your trigger to remember to do it is you're washing your face twice a day. Yeah. So it's not hard to forget to do it because you're already doing some type of action. So you just do it a different way with more intention, more purpose, more visualization. And I would like to add, yes, when you are connecting to your personal energy on a regular basis, you become very aware of how that energy feels. And it's very positive. It's very beautiful. It's very radiant. And then it's not just your personal energy. You become aware of how other people's energy affects you, right? And then you notice if you feel fulfilled, do you feel filled or do you feel drained after a certain interaction? And this is very important when you're starting to build a hobby into a business or you're starting to just make something that you created and you're trying to sell it, right? you're going to start working with other people. And so you want to be very aware of their energy, how your energy feels. 
And energy together as a collective is very powerful. So you want to surround yourself with something that's uplifting and positive. And so you're saying you start to sense how different people's behaviors or mannerisms resonate with you. And you want to stay with more of those types of people to make you your best self. Yes. If you're vibrating at your highest energy, at your highest self, you tend to attract the same frequency, the same vibration, the same positivity into your life. You're like a magnet, right? So that's why you start to become very aware of other people's energy. And if it doesn't resonate, sometimes it is, it's just your daughter. (laughs) I always say, you're not vibing me right now, Sienna, I need some space. But then even that knowledge, and she says it back to me too. She's like, mom, I don't feel like you're vibrating at your highest energy. And I'd be like, you know what, Sienna, you're right. You're right. She's a teenager now. We both need some space. So let's take some space and come and reset and we'll try this again. And so you become very aware of how your energy is affecting others and how it's affect their energy is affecting you. And then you can reset, recalibrate, or you can also, if they're not your family, you can also choose to not be around that energy, right? Mm-hmm. Or have a reason, like we just this morning had a customer in my other business who's very demanding. I mean, she doesn't even give a chance for information to come through before she's saying, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. You know, like automatically putting people on the defensive. And we always want to make customers feel good, right? And the way to do that is to understand how it's being perceived by us and accept that and let it pass. Like do what we need to do so that she feels good and let it pass. Now, I'm not talking abusive. If it got to that point, it's a whole different conversation. But just that aura. And she's just, you know, we have just a handful of customers who just seem to fall on another side where we're always like, if a call's coming in, it's like, like you're already setting yourself up, right? But knowing that that's the energy you feel is going to happen, you can also preset your responses accordingly so that they're appropriate and right. Exactly. And in a way, what you want to be doing is protect your energy. Mm-hmm. He's not affecting you. He or she is not affecting you in any shape or form because it's a daily practice to make sure that your energy is alive and vibrant. And I would like to say when you are building a business or a hobby or whatever it is that you're doing, there's a lot of output. And there's, as you saw from my story, there's a lot of rejection and it's sometimes very challenging. And there are days when you start to feel like you want to give up. And if you don't connect to your inner essence, your soul on a regular basis, it's just like a relationship with yourself. If you don't connect to it, and if your relationship with yourself is not high vibe or positive, or if you're mean girling yourself, which is something I've done to myself in the past, you should be doing this. You need to be more successful. Once you get that relationship with yourself right, then you tend to radiate a light that protects you you just instinctively know how to handle the energy that doesn't resonate with you. So Sue, I like what you said, that you're setting boundaries and they don't have to be mean boundaries. They're just boundaries. Like, no, that's not going to work for us. And if someone, it doesn't sit well with you, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It's just that their style is different, right? you know, or that their way of communicating is different. It just doesn't mesh properly. So there's nothing wrong with that person, you know, but you don't want it to affect you as you were saying. Yes. So where does meditation fall in all of this that we've talked about? Okay. So as I said earlier, meditation is, can be a very intimidating, scary word. And in fact, I cannot just sit still. Like I can't just sit there and do nothing. That's not in my MO. I'm very type A, right? 
So for those of type A women out there, there's hope. <laughs> I started to take some kundalini yoga classes. Have you ever heard of kundalini? I have not. Okay. So kundalini is, I'll just say what it is for me. It is activating your feminine energy, creativity, and intuition, activating it and bringing it to life. So it's believed that this kundalini life force energy is deep in your pelvic area. And so when you activate it, you're able to radiate your highest self. So, okay, let me make that a little bit less woo-woo. It's breath work, it's mantras, and it's just clearing of your, any of the distractions that are in your head. So breath work helps me to meditate. So for example, I will do something like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then you hold your breath for 10 seconds and then you let your breath go and you're counting one, two, three. So maybe it's because I was a musician, but the rhythm of that keeps my focus. And then I'll just say, I'm just going to do that 10 times. And you're actually saying the words. It's not like breathing it. You're actually counting and saying it, or are you breathing in a breath to that beat? It's hard to breathe and say it out loud. So you're kind of saying it in your mind's eye, right? I even visualize the number. So it's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And you want to breathe from your stomach. So right now, while I'm doing that, I'm holding my right under my belly button. My left hand is here. And as I'm breathing out, my stomach is filling up like a balloon. And when I'm breathing in, my belly button is going back to my spine. So that in itself is very challenging to master. It's something I did as a pianist to instantly relax during a moment of stress and to get into a flow state. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then can you hold your breath for that long and then release it? And I'll do that. Or if that's too hard, you could even do one, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six, in, two, three, four, hold. Okay. So you can even do that. And the numbers and the rhythm and the breath work, active breath work really holds my attention. And if you can even just do that for one minute, there you go. That's very powerful. And what does that do for you? It instantly calms you down. Mm -hmm. It gets you to breathe so that your lungs are breathing in what you need, sustenance, abundance, and life, right? You're breathing in and then exhaling what no longer serves you. And it's just one minute might feel really good. So you might want to do it for two minutes. Maybe it'll stretch to five minutes. Now we don't have time to get into it, but there's a lot more that you can do with Kundalini yoga that I'm doing. It's you can do a lot of shoulder shrugs, neck rolls, there's cat cow that you can do with this breathing. That to me is meditative. So then let me take it into real life, Sue, because I'm very practical and I'm multitasking mom. So even when I'm cooking, I try to center myself through just longer, slowing down my breath. And when you're chopping onions, you can't check your iPhone, can't check your phone. Good point. <laughs> so it's tech free time, right? So you could, I think cooking can be meditative. I think vacuuming can be meditative. When you're vacuuming, you're moving, you're moving your body. It's movement meditation. And you can get into a meditative state by being very grateful that you have a moment to just maybe put on your earbuds and listen to music. 
and I just taught you how you can make your skincare routine into a meditative moment. Yeah, with the experience. I was mentioning that I've learned a little bit how to meditate. I like to go out walking, but because I'm type A personality, I am going to listen to a podcast or an audiobook or like I'm not just going to walk. Yes. And so finally I decided, no, Sue, for 10 minutes of your walk, you're going to be in complete silence and you're going to walk. And that's meditating, I've been told. And it really does help. It grounds me. It makes me calmer, reflective, different things in my life or my day or whatever. So I'm getting there. So now I'm going to include your steps in too for this. Yes. I think we always think meditating is sitting with your legs crossed, your palms up, you know, like the old images, right? And that's not what meditating is today. Right. I think that you can make that a meditative goal. Like you can sit like a yogi for hours if that's what you want to do, but you can also just take a full breath in. And that can be the first journey into a more mindful, purposeful way of living life. Okay. Well, these have been great pieces of information, great tips. Your story is so interesting. I could talk to you for another two hours, but I know we can't do that. (laughs) I know we can't. Thank you so much. I want to talk with you a little bit about your book because inside your book are some meditations, if I'm accurate, because I've been skimming it already. So share with us more about your book and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, Radical Radiance is 12 weeks of self-love rituals to manifest abundance, beauty, and joy. And I guess what you could say is for those of your listeners who are trying to start a business or have started a business, you could also look at it like raise your radiance to raise your revenue. Really become a successful person, not by doing, doing, doing in your masculine energy, but by sitting in your feminine energy, which is creative, wise, powerful to build life in a different way. And so I include 52 rituals to discover and fall in love with your soul. And soul is a very big word, but what it is, is it's your inner essence. It's your inner being. And how is your relationship with your inner being? And are you treating it as it should be the most important relationship in your life? Because once you are able to have a good relationship with yourself and treat yourself with love and gentleness and kindness, you will improve your relationships with other people, right? Self-love to me is all about a love that overflows from a radiant, abundant source so that you can fill the cups of others too. Yes. That's self-love. And we as makers are also very interested in being givers. So to give something out to other people, our products, of course, but also that energy to make them feel good. As you were mentioning, high energy attracts high energy. We can have an effect on others too. But I'm really excited. I just got the book yesterday, so I haven't had a chance to dive in yet. But I love the way it's structured. There's an overlay, as you were just talking about, with the experience of washing your face at the end of the night. But there's an overlay with your products. I saw some opportunity for upgrades of certain things that you talk about by adding candles, like lots of different options to give these rituals even more that align with you. It's not like you have to do it this one way and one way only. Right. So really, there are 50 simple yet very powerful rituals such as exfoliating the skin for renewal, taking self-care sabbaticals, creating your own customized affirmations, achieving purposeful productivity in seven-minute increments. I have a little secret there. You can meditate with an I receive mantra. 
I even include a vibrational deep cleanse in there. There's a breast facial in there, Sue. Getting the gratitude glow. There's so many really fun, simple, ready to plug into your life rituals. Yes, wonderful. Well, I am, like I said, super excited. I wish I'd had it a couple days earlier, but we did this interview really fast. You know, we decided we were doing it and that now it's here already. So we didn't have the chance to get that done. But I encourage everybody to go ahead and get this book and take a look at it because it is well, well worth it. And I know that you have a bonus gift for us once you get this book. So why don't you share that? Okay, so I have a goodie bag, virtual goodie bag. So if you get the book, Radical Radiance, from wherever you buy your books, you can upload your receipt and you'll get goodies worth over $350. I give away some of the best piece of advice that didn't make it into the book, like my manifestation workshop, one minute glow routine, and you get a $25 gift card to go shopping on saverbeauty.com. You can also connect with me. You can, on Radical Radiance, you can sign up for my weekly email. I send out Radiance self-love, self-care, lifestyle emails. And if you're interested in beauty, you can go to saverbeauty.com and go shopping there with the $25 gift card and also sign up for the email list as well. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, I'm at Angela Gia Kim, J-I-A Kim. Wonderful. And of course, all of this will be in the show notes as well. But here's your game plan, everybody. Go check out Radical Radiance, purchase the book. Then you go over to the website, RadicalRadiance.com, and you enter in, you upload the confirmation that you've purchased the book, and then you have access to this virtual goodie bag offer, which has all this other information for you. Yes. So that's how you do that. And then, of course, all of the products are over on the website. I've already been perusing those as well. (laughs) I saw that they're numbered in order, right? Do you need to purchase all of them in order for it to work? Or can you kind of fill in where your routine is missing certain elements? Yes, you can fill in. So it's thank you for pointing that out. It's numbered. So it makes it very easy. Do this first, do this second, do this third. I would say, yes, what you said, you can fill in your routine with a cleanser, a toner, a face cream, an eye cream. If you want to know, one of our best sellers is our pumpkin serum. It flies off the shelves and our truffle face cream. People love it because a little goes such a long way. You have to think of it as a concentrate. So you use one eighth of what you normally use. That would be my first recommendation to start. Okay, wonderful. So we've gotten business learning, understanding your lover system, which is perfect. And then a little bit of just personal reward of how to increase our energy. I guess you'd say vibrate and radiate at a higher level to increase our life overall and also shed energy out, which then will help other people as well. Perfect. I don't know what else you could have brought today, Angela. It's the whole package. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sue, for having me. I'm really grateful for your time. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Since the time we recorded our talk, I've had an opportunity to dive into Angela's book. Never before have I heard a morning and evening beauty routine described so well, complete with steps, reasons, and ways to make it your own. Also, remember the exercise she had me do with rubbing my hands together? Perhaps you did it right along with us during the podcast. Well, included in her book is what she calls a radiance facial massage that is amazing. It only takes a few minutes 
and is intended to increase circulation, glow, and stimulate collagen to reduce wrinkles. Plus, it just feels so luxurious. I've been doing it every night since reading about it, and it puts me in a state of self-love and gratification. A perfect setup for a good night's sleep, and we all know how important that is. That's just some of what I'm discovering and working through in the book. Different meditations, too. I definitely encourage you to check it out. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to show support, a rating and review is always fabulous because it helps get the show seen by more makers. It's a great way to pay it forward. And there's another way where you can get something tangible in return for your support, too. Visit my merch shop for a wide variety of inspirational items like mugs, journals, water bottles, and more featuring logos, images, and quotes to inspire you throughout your day. Makes a great gift, too. And we've just added some new products for the season to the shop. Turnaround is quick, and the quality is top-notch. Nothing but the best for you. (laughs) Take a look at all the options at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash shop. All proceeds from these purchases helps go to offset the cost of producing the show. And now, be safe and well, and I'll see you again next time on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making my favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 